It's the eye of the flipper when you're ready to flip. Oh, I want to flip all the houses in the world. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, what's going on, my fellow flippers? I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Do you have the eye of the flipper? That is the question of the day. So wanted to hop on here really quick. Once again, wasn't going to do an episode today, but I do have a couple things to uh, let you know about to catch you up to speed on things around here have been going really well. We continue to buy uh, lots of houses. Um, all the team is doing phenomenal and we're super stoked about it. I do want to give you guys kind of a heads up, um, especially here in Southern California, as I think the rest of the nation is kind of similar as well. The market's kind of flat, um, going down in some places. You got to be, just be careful. Just know your numbers. That does not mean stop marketing, stop getting out there because when things change, you got to be ready for that as well. So we continue to buy houses. We have just increased our margins a little bit, and we're just kind of looking at each separate market individually, each little neighborhood. We're kind of avoiding the higher price points in every area. So just be aware of those things. And at the end of the day, if you have a property that you're unsure about, you can wholesale it. You know, you can do that on a case-by-case situation. You know, just this morning, I had a meeting with my acquisitions team, and there was a property that's like, it's really hard to find comps on. And I haven't mentioned this to them. It's not really something I even think we would do. That's why I didn't mention it. But if I were a newer investor on this property and I couldn't get the guy to come down anymore, then I would try to tie it up and then try to wholesale it out. And if I couldn't, then I'd have to go back and renegotiate. So if you know you don't have to determine, people always ask me, do I have to, what do I, should I do? Should I wholesale or retail? And I say, you know, you don't really have to determine that until you actually get the property. Because at the end of the day, there might be some houses that you're unsure about and you want to wholesale, but you may as well try to get something out of them. And then there may be some properties that you want to try to keep. So, But usually you have a better idea when you actually have that property to deal with. Okay, so wanted to talk to you about a couple of audiobooks that I have been listening to lately. Many of you know that I have listened to more books in the past few months than I have literally my entire life. And part of that is just because I have a little more time right now. You know, I'm all about taking action and just making things happen that in the past, it's like I didn't listen to a lot of books because I was just focused on building my business. So having that been said, I'd like to let you guys know that because I don't, every time I mention a book, I don't necessarily want you to go out and buy it and then stop what you're doing and listen to it. You know, it depends. But if you do have the time or ability or driving a lot in your car, a book that I highly, highly recommend is called The Energy Bus. Uh, I forget the author. I should look it up. But anyway, The Energy Bus. I mean, this book was phenomenal. I mean, it was incredible the way I started thinking differently as I listened to this book. It's all about positivity, positive energy. You know, they talk about it's a great story about this man who kind of had a negative attitude on life. He was negative with his kids. He was negative with his wife. He was negative about his work. He was just negative, negative, negative about everything. And that started to manifest himself itself at home, you know, with his marriage, with his family, um, with his work. You know, he was close to getting fired. And then he ends up having to take a bus ride on this bus. And anyway, they're all positive and it's, it's obviously not a true book, but 
very true the way people are. Many of you guys have heard me talk about on my team, I would rather have someone with a positive attitude and is go-getter, make it happen, willing to do whatever it takes. And you will find in life that there are different kinds of people. There are those energy-sucking vampires, as it talks about, who they suck the life out of you. You meet with them, you talk to them, whatever, hang out with them, and you just feel drained. You know, They just take the wind out of your cells, right? Those are the people that you've got to avoid. Those are the energy-sucking vampires, and they are out there, and they, they appear in all shapes, sizes, and, and different stuff, right? So you've got to avoid those people, and then they're the people that just make you feel uplifted and you can accomplish anything. And those are the kind of people that you want to try to hang out with. Uh, a couple other things, they had you know some rules uh, on the bus, right? And number one was, you're the driver of your bus. Now, I've heard this a couple different times and I believe this wholeheartedly. You are 100% responsible for your life. Not... 80%, not 90%, 100%. And until you believe that, you will not have the power to change the current situations that you are in. So whether it is your personal, your physical, or what your whatever part of your life, your business life, you need to know that you are 100% responsible and you need to take responsibility, which will allow you to take, make those changes. So you might be saying, well, I'm in this situation and there's not a lot of, well, what can you do to ultimately change that situation, right? Take responsibility for that 100%. If you guys have questions about that, then hit me up in the show notes, leave a comment, and I'd be happy to expand on that. But that is something that I've come to believe so wholeheartedly. You know, you are the driver of your bus. Um, We already talked about the positive energy. I mean... I've worked with people and dealt with people that just suck the life out of you. I used to have a friend that was very successful, actually. But every time after I'd meet with him, it's almost like his something was changing with his perspective on things. And I just felt so drained. And I just stopped hanging out with him. I just couldn't hang out with him anymore. Um, so you got you to gotta keep that in mind. Um, let's see. Love your passengers. That's one of these. And you know, after I listened to this, I just, uh, you know, last week, a few days ago, I thought, you know... I don't let my team know enough how awesome I think they are because they truly are amazing. I could not accomplish what I've accomplished without them. And, you know, I went and grabbed some sandwiches, took them lunch, and just let them know how much I appreciated everything they do, you know. So love the people on your bus. I mean, that really is what what it's all about um, is love and caring for others and, and letting them know that, like, and being genuine about it. Uh, drive with purpose. And we need to have purpose in our life. We need to have purpose in everything we do. I just got off a call with a friend um, who's doing a lot of great things. He's doing a lot of work and he's working hard, but he doesn't really have a lot of purpose with what he's doing. It's like, what is your you know reason for doing these things? Um, you, so you got to make sure you understand the reason behind what you're doing. And then the last one was have fun and enjoy the ride. So once again, the energy bus, highly recommended. I just caught myself. I could not be negative while listening to this. Um, I, I had a couple things happen and people on my team were concerned about things. I'm like, all right, you know, next. <laughs> we just I just wanted to focus on the positive things. I didn't even let these negative things bother me because that will cost you time and money and happiness. 
And that is what you want to, uh, you want to avoid those things at, at all costs. So check out this book, highly recommend it. Another book I recently listened to was The Dip by Seth Godin. Now, I kind of liked it. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would to tell you the truth, um, but I kind of have my own internal thing about it. Basically, I'll give it to you in a nutshell. Um, in life, we have dips. We have things that happen that are, are tough. In life, things go up and down. Things are difficult. So what you needed to do is you need to determine, are you at a dead end or a cul-de-sac where you can't really you're not just in a dip. You can't really progress. You're going to keep going around and around. Um, you know, like maybe you have a job where you know, like there is no way you can increase your pay um, or it's just not happening. You've asked for a raise. They're not giving it to you. Whatever, right? If you're in that situation, then you may be in a cul-de-sac and you might just want to have to, you might need to change your life. You might need to change something to get out of that. But most of the time, in most situations, whether we're in a business venture or like we're starting to flip houses or real estate investing, we go through dips. And it's a lot of times when we're in that dip, you know, as, as if you look at this dip, um, it's also heard, I've heard it referred to as like a bell-shaped curve or, uh, you know, you reach this certain momentum where you just take off. A lot of times people quit. You've heard three feet from gold as well. A lot of times people will quit when they're in that dip. And really when the dip, that's when you have to just lean in even harder and push even harder. And usually when you do that is when you will have growth beyond uh, what you ever imagined. You know, I've done that in, in both of my recent businesses. I did that in my house flipping business. Uh, there were several times I wanted to quit, wanted to stop and just push through. And then I've also done that recently in my education business. You know, Seriously, there was a time where I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm working my tail off. I'm just not seeing the, the monetary value. Sure, I enjoy what I'm doing, but I knew for it to have a long, um, the longevity to be in play, I knew I had to create a business out of it. Uh, but these last few months have been phenomenal. It's like I was in this dip, almost wanted to quit, but leaned into it even harder, kept pushing through. And then the last few months have been amazing. Last month, the best month ever, both financially and um, by amount of people that are finding us and reaching out to us and others that are referring. It's like this huge snowball effect. So you need to know that you're going to be in a dip. And the dip might be a lot bigger and a lot harder than you ever imagined. But you got to know that you got to lean through that dip. And you want support and people in there that can help you out. So we're here for you. Now, while I was reading the book, The Dip, I thought, you know, it should be called like the triple dip. Or I thought, you know, maybe someday I'll write a book called the three failures. Now, there's several um, failures that we have in life, several obstacles or several dips that we go through in any venture that we're starting. First, we're really excited. You know, we, we hear high hopes. We hear about this guy who's flipping 100 houses, making seven figures a year, and hear about other people who are having a lot of success in this business. And we think, that's awesome. I'm going to do that. We get pumped. We get excited. And we're good for a week or two weeks, or maybe three weeks, or even a month, you know, each one has their their different amount. But our first dip, or our first failure is realization. We just realize, oh, I didn't know about this and this and this. I didn't realize it was going to be this hard. Oh, I didn't realize I had to learn all these numbers. Oh, I didn't realize they're not just going to accept my offer. And we get discouraged. And we start to think, oh, maybe this really doesn't work for me. Maybe this isn't for me. It's not as easy as I thought. That's our first dip, and that's when I would say about 75 to 80% of people, when they start out on something, they, they quit. 
you know, they just, they just give up. Maybe the family that didn't support them, that starts to get in their head. All these voices in their head cause them to quit. So literally, I'm talking like most people, 75% of people give up on that first dip. So then you have the rest of the people who they're able to push through that first dip, that first struggle, and they actually eventually get a little bit of success. So it's like, oh, this is amazing. I got a little bit of success. And then they don't start to see that success continually, right? So over time, some of those people give up, you know, they, they, they're ready to see that success again. Maybe they didn't keep marketing. Maybe there's some things they didn't do. So you have a few people that will drop out at that point. Okay, so then you're left with like, you know, 15%. They, they push through the first dip. They got through the second dip, you know, with, okay, I got it once, now I got it twice. Okay, here we go. They're going, they have success for maybe a year or so. Things are going well. But then the market changes. Margins adjust. There are things that have to change and they don't move with the cheese. They have hit their third dip. They have um, come to the third type of failure that I see happens in a lot of people. And they just don't know how to adjust. They think, you know, things have changed. It's too hard. And it, this happens all the time. I've seen very successful investors who were doing really good a while ago, and they just aren't doing good anymore. They, they don't adjust. They don't change. So that is what I call the third dip or the third failure. So no matter where you are in your business, you need to watch out for these kinds of failures. They happen all the time, and you need to recognize them and know that um, you know what they are and that they happen to people and that they're, you can come out of it, right? You just got to push forward, surround yourself with the right people, have the right energy, um, go, go to people, whether you're in our program or not, go to other people who are finding success. Don't go to people who aren't. Because if you do, you're going to kind of hear the same negativity and it's going to bring you down. But surround yourself with the people who are having success and find a way. And those people will build you up and help you figure out how to make it happen. And push through those three dips or three failures someday. Book book to be, uh, to be written sometime in the future. <laughs> Stand by. Okay, so that's it for now. Um, I am listening to a couple of sales books that I'm actually pretty interested in. I've, I've never really listened to a sales book. I've, I've done lots of sales, but I've never really learned these techniques. And, um, you know, this guy is just saying, like, hey, if you want to be one of the best of the best, a lot of people just have a knack for it, but study these principles. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Looking forward to sharing some more details about what I learned from, you know, studying some of these sales principles and I will uh, keep you informed as I learn I'll teach it to you so something else that I've done a little bit of lately was a little bit of consulting this is the first time I've done any consulting I you know as you guys know I've mentioned before if I were to offer consulting I would have to charge a thousand dollars an hour but I just don't feel like that's the highest and best use of, of someone's time you know we have the podcast we have the program where I just lay it all out there and answer questions for people however these people really need some help so we worked something out and it's actually been a pretty cool experience I mean it is it is a family so it's kind of funny they'll argue in front of me and I have to tell them okay put a pin in it save it for later but um it's pretty amazing what uh, coaching or mentoring or learning from the right person you know in the sales book that I'm listening to he just talks about if you want to be good at something you go find the people who are having success at it and you model what they are doing and adapt it according to your own personality or individual needs or whatnot and I think these guys are actually really smart because they brought me in and you know, it's for you know a certain amount of money 
it is going to allow them to, you know, we're coming up with this business plan and they're presenting this business plan to one of their investors who is actually pretty wealthy um, and they're going to fund their projects and all this stuff. And it's pretty, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Uh, but a few things that I went in there, you know, that we talked about is there's several things they had to understand. I mean, they kind of wanted to, you know, one of the sons wanted to buy in a certain location and, but they wanted these margins. I said, look, you've got to determine a few things. You've got to know, you know, what kind of margins do you want? What are you willing to take? Uh, what's more important to you, the margins or the location? Because the location they wanted to buy and the kind of homes they wanted to buy, they weren't going to be able to get the margins they wanted. So you've got to know, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but you've got to know, um, you know, what are you willing to give up, right? You can't have it all. You can't buy houses on the MLS at trustee sell that are brand new, almost fixed up and have big fat, you know, 20% margins, right? You can't do that. If you want the bigger margins, you got to go for the properties that need more work that may be in the areas that aren't quite as desirable, you know, or if you want thinner margins or that's the kind of you want to do trustee sales, then maybe you need to connect yourself like my friend Paul did with someone who um, is willing to do 50-50 splits with you. And maybe at the end of the day, you're only making 25 to 30% returns, annualized returns on the money, but you split that up. I mean, they're going to make, you know, 12 to 15% annualized return on their money. So you got to make sure that your goals are aligned and that you understand the going rates in the market, what people are willing to pay, um, where your margins have to be and what kind of financing you're getting. So just some really interesting conversations. And I have no doubt that they are going to be able to go back to this investor. They have until the 15th of this month to, to present them with a plan to keep everything funded. And I have no doubt they're going to be able to go back to them and, and keep this machine rolling. So pretty excited for them. I'll keep you posted on, on how those meetings go as well. Okay, so a couple other things I wanted to let you guys know about. Um, next week, I am taking a trip out to Houston, Texas to see my man, Hector, who you know won the biggest flipping failure challenge. And super pumped to see Hector. Um, he, uh, I reached out to him and said, and, and Darren, sorry, Darren, I, I know you guys are partners, but I know, anyway, I talked to Hector a little bit more. So, um, you know, I reached out to them and I said, hey, look, you guys can have the car. You can have the trip to Disneyland, you know, you come out here, go to Disneyland, or I can fly out there, I'll meet with you guys, and, you know, take care of you want, and 1500 bucks, we can go spend it, I can give it to you, whatever you want, and these guys are just super hard workers, make it happen, guys, and they're like, we'll take the money, we'd love to have you come out and meet with us, um, that would be invaluable, check out what we're doing, how we can improve it. And also, you know, we want to use the money for marketing. You know, of course, that's that's their attitude, their hardware. That's just what they do. And it's pretty awesome. I can't wait to see what they do a year from now. It's going to be incredible. I wouldn't be surprised if they both quit their jobs and are just absolutely killing it. You know, high six-figure income. So that's my projection. You heard it first. So I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes. I'm really excited going out there next week. Uh, first time to Houston. So it'll be a lot of fun. And who knows? I mean, you guys know that I am... Uh, looking to continue to expand and go into other markets and, um, you know, maybe I'll end up buying some houses when I go out there <laughs> or, uh, start marketing that area and, and working with those guys in, in a different level. And after that, you know, I'm going to continue to travel around the nation and go to different markets and open up different markets. And, uh, there are people that, but, oh, why are you going to other areas? Are you not like in Southern California? No, I love it. 
We buy houses here every single week. Um, I just want to continue to diversify and check out some other areas. Sure, maybe there's some other opportunities in other areas that may not be here as much. Um, you know, just different opportunities. Not not that there aren't, just different opportunities. Um, so I'm going to just check out some, some different opportunities in different areas. And it kind of gets to a point where you're doing a ton of marketing where you kind of either got to go deeper or you got to go wider. So I'm testing out both. Um, do we want to hit different lists and start really drilling into our areas or do we want to keep going with the same type of marketing we're doing and hit different areas and diversify a little bit. Uh, so we're, we're checking out both of those options. So super excited to do that. I'm going with my good friend, Paul, and we're going to, you know, check out some other things going on in Houston while we're up there. And then uh, after that, you know, I've got plans to go to other states. So I'll keep you guys posted. It's going to be a fun journey. Keep you posted on what I find and um, just kind of not necessarily the exact locations because I don't think that's really the point. A lot of times people hear me talk about a location and they think, oh, that's where I got to go. No, you can have success where you are. I want to make sure that's very clear. But point being that if I can go to another state and set up a system there that allows us to buy houses, then there's no excuses for you uh, wherever you're located. Okay, so just just wanted to to make a quick mention of that. You can do this where you are. Okay, um, I, people always say, you know, okay, if you're in an area where they're super high end, or you're out, you know, in the in the wilderness somewhere, okay, maybe you want to go half hour away, hour away, but find that right location that works for you, and it's really usually not too far from right where you live. Okay, so that's about all I have for today. Before we go, I did want to make uh, quick reminder that you only have a couple more days until November 15th to sign up for the Fail Fast Flipping Program and House Flipping uh, Mastermind Group before we shut down the doors. And why am I doing this? People keep asking, why are you shutting down? Why are you shutting down? I'm not shutting down. The program is going to continue to go. I am going to stop offering the program because it actually takes quite a bit of effort to uh, market and get out there and let people know about it. And then as people come in, uh, whenever they're new, it takes time to to get them up to speed with everybody else. So it's just a lot of, of effort, right? And as you guys know, I believe in, in order to be able to add more stuff to your plate, you got to take some stuff off. So I'm going to take the next couple months to, as I say, sharpen the saw, really improve the program. And we're going to look at where there are holes. I'm going to be asking the group their feedback. We're going to make more videos. Kale just made a video last week on Podio and training how we use Podio and how you can make your own app using Podio, um, which is a, a CRM, a software, which allows us to track all of our deals we get and track all of the calls we get and the follow-up and, and everything. So that's just one of the small things we're going to be working on. He's going to be making videos of negotiations and talking to sellers and just kind of really getting you in the trenches. So we are going to continue to add value to this program. And I want to take the next couple months to really dive in and really do that. And then we'll do a relaunch uh, sometime in mid-January or so. So along with that, we are offering $500 off. You can go to fellfastflipping.com, put in take action. And if you're listening to this after um, after November 15th, which most of you probably are because you only have a couple days, then I'm sorry, but no worries. We're going to be improving and we will catch you in the beginning of January. 
All right, guys, that is it for today. In closing, I want to share a quote with you that my wife uh, told me a couple days ago. It says, everything you've ever wanted is one step outside your comfort zone. Um, I have so much, guys. I see people get close to being outside their comfort zone, but they just don't really totally step out of that zone. They sometimes might think they're stepping out or taking the right action, but they're really just still keeping at least one foot inside of it. You know, they they feel uncomfortable even thinking about stepping outside, so they think they're outside, but they're really not. So be sure to get outside of your comfort zone. Take the actions that really count. The more outside of your comfort zone, the better. Now, that's where you really make your dreams come true. And that's all I got for you guys today. Get out there, make it happen. Take some action. Love you all. And I will see you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Oh, really quick. I probably won't have an episode next week or uh, anyway, during while I'm working on this relaunch, I'll probably hop on here every once in a while. Um, if I get an interview, I might do an interview. But my main focus is to really improve this program even more. It's amazing right now, but we're going to make it even better. So that's where I have to put my emphasis. Uh, but I will hop on here occasionally when I feel like I got something I want to say, which is quite often. But anyway, so we may not see you guys for a week or two, but we will see you soon. And um, that's all. Have a great time. Go make things happen. Goodbye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how to's, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.